Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And we are getting ready for a seven-game NBA DFS slate. And Coach, we're coming off a, a monster lineup that you put together yesterday, 337.6 on FanDuel. We had a fun little sweat there for a while. And it turned out as a solid winning night. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I mean, you know, we knew realistically without exposure to that last game, which, you know, I never allow when the game is to dictate who I'm playing. I'm putting my best lineup out there. <clears throat> so we knew we'd go, we'd shrink down a little bit, but it was still, I mean, it's a top 3% night across the board. Uh, you know, anytime you're busting that 235 threshold, or I'm sorry, 335 number, you know, you know, you're doing something good. And, um, you know, the 300 number has actually been cashing a lot because of all the challenges with people playing and sitting with COVID. So it was a fun night. And like you said, you know, going into that last game, the, you know, numbers were blowing off the board. You know, when you, when you see uh, 85, 90,000 on there, it's like, we, uh, what's that? <laughs> Gets your attention, but it was fun sweat, had a big night, you know, again, you know, we talk about it all the time here, the coach talk process. And, you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we're grinding every day. And that's how you make a living at this, make a profit at it on a, a regular basis. And when you have those top 3% nights like we did last night and, you you know, triple your money that you you put in or, or even better, quadruple, you know, that those are the kind of nights you, you really can build off of. So it was awesome to talk through stuff on the podcast. Uh, I know we had a lot of uh, listeners that aren't members that made some comments about some positive results that they had. So we love it. We we love doing this show in front of the paywall every day. And then our members got to chit chat with us and double check any late swap stuff, which is a big entity now with uh, the COVID world that we live in. And uh, it was profitable for everybody. So you know, those I'll, I'll take those nights, uh, six out of seven nights a week, if that's all right with you. It's fine with me. I'm, I'm on board for that. So let's, <laughs> let's gear up for another big night here. As we mentioned, it has now been reduced to a seven-game slate. Yeah. And we are going to go game by game, as we always do, to try to help you build winners on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So game number one, Coach, uh, your Mavs are on the road to play Charlotte. Yep. And now we finally get the potential game number one for Mr. Porzingis. Yes. So we'll we'll go through that again. Big news on the Dallas side as the guys who are out include Brunson, Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jay Rich, Kleba. Jeez. So a shorter roster and bench here for Dallas on the Charlotte side. I am not seeing any significant injury news. So it's really all about your perspective on Dallas here and how it's going to work out with Porzingis in the mix. Yeah, well, now that we're with the way we're rampaged with it, once we visit Charlotte, <laughs> you may see some ramifications of that a couple days from now. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's it's blowing through some of the teams that are just getting massacred by it. And then there's other teams that haven't been touched. So it's it's a wild thing, that's for sure. I mean, you know, I went through it. I know exactly, you know, the the you know what you have to deal with there. And 
between the contact trace stuff and everything, it's it's a miracle that they've been able to play as many games as they have. But uh, this first game, you know, it's a 7 o'clock game. We have uh, the Mavs favored by four with a 221 total. You know, the Mavs, with all those key guys out, it's, it is a serious situation. However, they traveled there with 12 players. So they have a 12-man bench, even without all those guys you mentioned. Granted, the last four G League kind of guys that you don't want to put in there. But I'm still on the same stance I was, uh, you know, when uh, Porzingis was going to debut the other day. I am not going to go there. I do not trust... Uh, Carlisle and the Mavericks allowing him to play enough minutes to make enough of an impact to pay that salary because his salary is still high, fairly high. And I, you know, I'm I'm thinking 18 minutes maybe, and I, that's just not enough uh, for me. Um, you know, I think you got to seriously consider Luca again. I mean, all those ancillary players. There's little pieces of usage, especially Jay Rich, that that go to Luca, and some go to uh, Tim Hardaway. So, you know, for me, I those two guys are more in play in this game uh, than Porzingis. I think a lot of people are going to try to jump on Porzingis initially, but I'm I'm not comfortable with until he gets at least two games under his belt to feel he's going to be able to pay that salary, and then. You know, I I refuse to say anything negative about the Hornets anymore. Anymore. I mean, I've said multiple times on these podcasts that they're the worst team in in the NBA, them and the Thunder. And all that happens is the Thunder and the Hornets win all the time. They're like combined eight and three in their last eleven games. I have no idea how. Uh, I guess it's the advent of Mr. Lamelo Ball. I mean, I know that we've shied from playing playing him because his salary is so high and he's still coming off the bench and you have that, you know, quandary of who's the odd man out, but, you know, they're playing at times all three guys, LaMelo, uh, uh, Devante, Devante and uh, Rogier. So, you know, it's, I, I got to consider, um, LaMelo at this point with just the way he smashed. I mean, three games in a row, he's gone like 7X with a big salary. So it's hard not to go there. You know, here's the problem with this game, though. Dallas is all the way up to third in defensive efficiency, which is phenomenal. They were 26th last year. Unbelievable turnaround. Charlotte is eighth. So obviously that's a big piece of what has sparked them into, you know, uh, winning record. Uh, and then you got the other side of the coin, which doesn't help, though, as well. It's, it piles on. 25th and 21st, respectively, in pace. So 221, I don't know if they get there. And, you know, this game scares me. I, I you know, I'm going to consider Luca in a pay-up spot, possibly. And I'm going to consider, consider LaMelo because... You know, that without all the perimeter defenders that Dallas has, their best ones, Jay Rich and Brunson and all those guys, were, you know, the Mavs are not defending the perimeter uh, like they were when those guys were playing. So, you know, you can certainly look at all three guards from Charlotte and, you know, uh, you can get a cheaper, much cheaper on Devontae, 
Uh, and Rozier's a little more costly and LaMelo's expensive, but uh, I do think they have the potential to smash. And, uh, you know, for the first time, LaMelo's truthfully in play for me. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the three straight 7X type performances from LaMelo. Yeah. And the thing that is comforting with LaMelo, because it is a, a three-headed monster, is you, you like the minutes now off the bench. And how about three straight games with double-digit rebounds? It's amazing. He just has a nose for the ball. He picks yeah. up steals in bunches. And that's why, you know, you can feel better about playing him than the starting guards. Because yeah. he, he comes in, grabs all the rebounds, picks up a couple steals, uh, and, and, and can fill up the stat sheet and not have to shoot well. He was 3-for-13 from the field last game, but he still smashed yeah. because of, of everything else. So he is in play for me, but I, I really do want to pay up for Luka here. So I, yeah. I'm glad you're, you're open to that and feel solid about it, even though I agree it might not get to 221 here for the reasons you mentioned. But I, I, li- I like Luka a bunch, and I also want to ask you about Trey Burke. You know, yeah. with uh, Brunson out of the picture here, he really stepped up. He had 40 fantasy points in only 21 minutes. Yeah, and I know, he, he, you know, he shot really well from the field, but you got to figure he's going to get at least that many minutes and shots here tonight, don't you? Well, you know, the reason why I'm not looking strongly at, at Burke or Hardaway is are two reasons. One, I don't like the game script with the slow pace and the better defense. I just think that that's a deterrent right from the beginning. The game where they both smashed and we stacked all those two and Luca, it just was a perfect scenario. You know, you had everything matching up in all those statistical categories. And the other thing is even Porzingis at 15, 18 minutes, whatever it is, he's a very high usage guy. So, uh, you know, he's going to pull a little from Luca, but Luca makes it up with all those other guys being out. But the guys that I think will lose the shots the most will be those two because they're the two perimeter shooters that I think, you know, it's that instead of taking that three, they're going to get it into Porzingis or, or you know, he's going to have the ball running in that high post uh, uh, deal with pick and roll type of thing with Lucas. So I'm a little bit afraid of going there with those guys for that reason. Uh, but, you know, I, again, I, I not to emphasize it, overemphasize it, but the Mavericks' three best perimeter defenders are not playing in this game, and that's not a good thing with a team that has three good perimeter players that, that Charlotte does. So I, I have a tendency more to look at the Charlotte guards than the Dallas guards for that reason. Okay, great. Let's move to, <clears throat> let's move to game two. It is Milwaukee at Detroit. Second highest total on the board for this slate at BetUS, 226.5. There's one game over 230. That's yeah. the late night hammer we'll get to Way in a bit. Over 230. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, 10 and a half point favorites here. Um, of course, they've really started to roll, getting those ratings up sixth in defense, number one in offensive efficiency. Yeah. The only team that can, can say that. Detroit, meanwhile, two and eight on the season, bad defensively, 24th, bad offensively, 26th. Slow pace, 22. So I'm really not excited about this game, even though it is the second highest total. And if if you look at Giannis, he was disappointing. I played him on the last slate and was frustrated because he didn't play in the fourth quarter. He left and it was a five or six point game. And he just never, 
Yeah, never that came was back weird in. that it was that close and he didn't get in. Usually they're up 16 and he doesn't get back in. Well, but uh, what was the reason for that? The the bench guards just came in and could not miss on threes. Oh, yeah, they just hit a, a bunch of them and it got up to 20 with about they're five minutes rolling. left. So they didn't need to bring him back out. So that never happens usually. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was unfortunate. And so now in this situation, um, I just hope he doesn't smash in this one. Uh, but you know, because I, I I do want to pay up for Luca. So that's where I'm I'm looking at those two studs here in terms of the first two games, fading Giannis, leaning towards Luca. With the rest of Milwaukee, the injury news here is that uh, Portis is probable. So. We'll see if he plays. If he doesn't, I think DJ Wilson could get a few more minutes. On and on a normal slate, he could be a potential value play for me. But I think there are some other power forwards that we're going to get to later in the slate that I like better. So I don't. I don't think you need to mess with those guys. Chris Middleton's a, a nice price on FanDuel at only seventy four hundred. It's fair. And he's had four straight games with at least forty DraftKings points. So steady, fifteen to nineteen field goal attempts every night. So I, I like Middleton here. And then on the Detroit side, Derrick Rose questionable with the knee issue. I, I don't trust anybody right now with the guards, even if he's out. I'm, I'm not looking for value on Detroit. You know, Jeremy Grant's the only guy who you could feel somewhat positive about. He's had four straight 40-plus DraftKings point games, and he's getting between 15 and 25 shots per game. So they are really think they do that. He'd ever get those kind of shots. Yeah. They are really featuring him. He made a good career move to, to leave Denver in terms of, you know, getting some exposure and and bad for his bank account either. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, you know, he's the guy that I might consider. He's getting pricey over eight K on draft on FanDuel 7,900 on, on DraftKings. So for me, probably not going on Detroit anywhere, maybe Middleton from Milwaukee. What are your thoughts? You know, I this game's going to get played. People like to play the seven o'clock game, get out to a quick start. They're going to see some of you know some of these numbers from the Milwaukee guys specifically, and the two twenty six and a half second highest total. But I don't like this game uh, for multiple reasons. I I think it's by far the most likely to blow out. I mean, we we talked about Detroit from the get go, and we were dead right there where on the Thunder and Hornets we weren't exactly right, but. We said that it was a dumpster fire in Detroit from the offseason moves they made didn't even make any sense. So uh, they're playing terrible. There's a lot of issues with that team. Milwaukee, like you said, are starting to gel, and they are a really strong team. And, you know, my fear here is blowout. My fear is we get the same similar minutes from Giannis at that huge price, and it's just too scary for me to to take a shot. And you know, Middleton is probably the best, safest cash play for sure at, at the mid sevens with his consistency. But, you know, you, there are some other guys in games that should be closer down the stretch. And Middleton doesn't exactly play the whole fourth quarter either when it's a blowout. So, you know, I, I'd look at Middleton. I don't like anybody on Detroit flat out. I just think that, you know, I think they'll focus now that you know, they're having one guy on the team and Grant step up uh, that, you know, Detroit has some, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee has some great defenders and they maybe even stick Giannis on them. So that's going to keep them outside and take all the way 
that penetration, which he's a great finisher. If you got, you know, Stretch Armstrong out there, Giannis guarding him. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to run and hide from this game unless I have enough salary to slide in Middleton because it just seems like a value play to me. Okay. Game three, Coach, is a battle of New York as Brooklyn travels to MSG to play the Knicks. And Brooklyn played last night. Solid win over Denver. Yeah. 122 to 116. Now we've got Kyrie Irving continuing to be out along with Tyler Johnson. Looks like we may get the first back-to-back of the season from Durant. Over on the Knicks side, Obi Toppin is probable. So he could be back in the mix for his second regular season game. And good old Todd Gibson is available. Wow. They signed him for some some depth uh, off <laughs> the bench. Uh, Burks and Neela Kina are still out. And Bullock is doubtful. So talk to me about this Battle of New York. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting game. I mean, it all comes down to the, the question of how much are they going to extend Durant on a back-to-back. Uh, he played his butt off last night. It's not like that was an easy game by any stretch. He played hard and earned a lot of those points. He played point guard. He was the point guard literally for them at in a, most of the game because guarded Lord, by bowl bowl how about I that know. matchup a uh, 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 durant <laughs> at point guarded by bowl bowl unbelievable the nba amazing to where Incredible. it used to be but yeah with lavert coming off the bench lavert still did fantastic but it was kd at the point and he had a bunch of assists i think about nine of them and uh 13 i think nine rebounds he almost really? had a triple double yeah oh my god was it uh, the only problem i think he had decent amount of uh turnovers as well but you know that's going to come with he hasn't played a ton of point guard in his career um so you know that's my question i'm going to do a lot of uh beat writer and you know uh looking through twitter i just want to see sort of the philosophy going in you know nash seems like uh, you know, he'd protect his players and not try to overextend them. That's just the gut feeling I get of watching him coach. So I don't, I don't know if Durant gets the full allotment of minutes here. You know, on, you know, on top of that, you know, you've got a, a poor pace from the Knicks. They're the second slowest team in the league. That's not going to help. Uh, the two nineteen and a half number isn't that great. Uh, you know, Brooklyn's favored by five and a half. Um, you know, and the other concern I have is Brooklyn's 11th and the Knicks 14th. So you've got two defensive efficient teams in the top half of the league. And, and like I mentioned, the Knicks are super slow. Now, Brooklyn is fourth fastest. Some of that came with Kyrie before he was out. So I think that'll slide back a little bit. So, I, you know, the, the game script concerns me here because, you know, you can certainly count on the Knicks regulars like Randall, but he's extremely expensive. R.J. Barrett. Um, but some of the other guys now, I'm a little nervous with the addition of Toppin coming back. That's going to cut into some other guys' usage. Same thing. I think they'll find probably 10 minutes or so for Taj Gibson, which, again, I mean, it's going to cut into either Mitch Robb or Noel or somebody's got to lose usage there. So not real thrilled with the Knicks for that reason. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, you know, Karis LeVert is, is expensive, but his consistency right now is just through the roof. I mean, he's been fantastic, but 
do you, you know, do you accept him coming off the bench? And is that going to affect his output? Now, you know, it's going to be dependent on uh, if the game stays close. It's a five and a half point spread, like I said, so it could stay close. Um, so really, for me, I'm not going to play Durant and Levert, but I want to play one of them. And I need something that shows me that Durant's going to play this back-to-back without restrictions before I'm going to spend that kind of money on him. If I don't find that, as much as it pains me that he's coming off the bench, again, with the rotations, maybe it's best because, you know, he dominates when he's out there. But I think Levert still has to be in play. I don't like the secondary guys from this game like I normally do, though. I'm not going to consider... Harris or, you know, uh, Allen, who's played well, but not, you know, I think he's got a tough matchup against Mitch Robb, you know, and Noel's a shot blocker as well. So, you know, not my favorite game, but a key piece probably from Brooklyn that will come out of this for me. How about you? Well, I'm uh, a little, a little tiny bit more hesitant on Brooklyn on the studs. Uh, I don't want to play Durant, and this is the first time probably all season that if he's going to suit up, I don't think I'm going to play him just because, again, I want to pay up for Luka and and spend my money in other places. Levert Levert is a tiny bit in consideration for me. The last time they had a back-to-back, he got almost 60 fantasy points, played 36 minutes, so I think he's young enough to, to handle it. The problem was Durant didn't play that game. So like you said, if Levert comes off the bench, I just don't like his price tag, 8000 on both sites. So for me, you know, it's, it's, it's risky. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to play him. There is a chance I'll go with a value play with Brooklyn. That's Bruce Brown, who, if he starts again, uh, 3300 on DraftKings, 3500 on FanDuel, that's pretty solid. I, I, can, I can take that. Uh, and that's going to help me pay up for Luca. On the Knicks side, I agree with you. The the front court is a little bit crowded now, and don't want to pay for Randall in this game. So kind of rare that uh, I don't want to play Durant or Randall tonight. Two of my favorites all season. Uh, good old Alfred Payton, fifty seven hundred on Fanduel. He's still in the mix for me. Uh, that's probably it on the Knicks side. Yeah, I mean, they are starting to creep his price up finally. He's almost to 6000 so it's starting to get a little bit concerning. But l- let me let me pose this question to you because I think it could be a slate shifter. If we hear news that Durant is starting again and Lavert is not starting and Durant is playing without restrictions, would that have you consider Durant? Uh Possibly, um, maybe on DraftKings. I, I'm probably not going to do it though. It's a it's a slow slow paced game. You know, we've got Portland Sacramento in in the nightcap with some expensive stars. We've got a, a rested Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, we've got LeBron possibly playing without AD. Now, I I probably lean towards all those options a little bit more than Durant tonight. All right. Second question. If we read that Lavert is either starting or that Durant will play, but he's not going to play super extended minutes, they're going to control his minutes. Would that have you lean to Lavert? Then I'm going to consider him. Okay. 
Yeah, eight thousand. Just because I, I think I think that news is going to be one way or the other. Yeah, if we get a little bump of news in the positive direction for Levert, then I I can feel a little bit better about eight thousand, especially on on DraftKings. So I'm we'll with have you. to we'll 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 keep our eye out for that. And we have Spe- some great games coming up. So yeah. Speaking of news, we are we're right in the middle of the afternoon here. We don't know where James Harden's going to go. You know, he could yeah. be a new a new member of this team uh, by the time we finish the podcast. Uh, so a lot of uh, interest here in the NBA. Today. I, I really fun. do think that either Brooklyn or Philly are going to make the move for him. I they have Houston over a barrel. Houston's already said that's it. We're done. Yep. So you're not going to see the beard in a Rockets jersey again. So. I mean, the bottom line is they can pay him these millions and he can go spend the day eating the Lou Williams chicken wings at the strip club or they can move him. So I think now that and it, it makes a big difference. That you have two teams in the East going for him that are in com- competition with each other because Philly and, and Brooklyn want him. So even though they have Houston over a barrel, I think one of them is going to say, all right. Let's get, you know, we're going to trade Simmons or we're going to suck it up and whatever and make a move. I, I think it's it's inevitable. And I'd be shocked if Harden wasn't in another uniform by this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a major shift in the balance of power. And the East is going to get that much more competitive. It's going to be yes. fun to watch as it plays out. Game four, coach. We've got Memphis and Minnesota, 8 o'clock Eastern tip. And in terms of the injury news, Cat is probable. To yeah. get back out there after he sat out the second night of a back-to-back over the weekend. And with Memphis, our man John Contra is now questionable. So he is wow. trending We talk towards... about John Contra every day. <laughs> <laughs> One of those guys. He's just consistently on that injury report. Yeah. So let's see. For this one, we've got a 221.5 total on BetUS. Minnesota, the three-point home favorites. Both teams under 500 here. I can talk about Memphis pretty quickly here. You know, it's it jumped out at me that on both sites, they do not have an active player who costs 7,000 or more. And that wow. should tell you something about this team, their that pace, never their production, you know, their, their DFS output. It's just not very exciting. Yeah. They play a lot of low scoring games. So I don't think I'll go anywhere there. You know, Tyus Jones is playing better in the last couple games, but he's over 6,000. Clark is is fine, but he's almost 6,000. Brooks is, you know, the the guy who chucks enough to maybe have a GPP outlier, but, you know, probably won't go to Memphis. On the Minnesota side, Cat, um, you know, he could certainly do well here. Again, the other guys I've already mentioned, the other stars on this slate, I'd rather go with then cat and uh the only price tag i kind of like is d'angelo russell on FanDuel. he's only 7500 yeah um but i do like a number of the shooting guards tonight so i don't know if i'll go there either so this could easily be a pass for me do you like anyone in this game you know i i'd like a couple of guys a little bit here you know 222 and a half very reasonable third highest number on the slate you know three point favorite for minnesota so should stay close you know, you got a couple of things to like. Minnesota's third to, from last in defense in the entire league. Memphis has played pretty good D and controlled pace. They're fourth. Uh, pace, Memphis, 19. Again, that part of that is can just controlling that defensive side of the ball. But Minnesota's eight. They move the ball, get some extra possessions. 
which I like for, for Brandon Clark. I see Brandon Clark on a steady increase now that he's been starting, you know, on a consistent basis. He's taking a lot away from Joe Val. You can see uh, minutes, some re minutes restrictions with Joe Val. It's Gorgi Jeng that's been getting some of those minutes. But Brandon Clark's picking up that slack, you know, tip dunks, offensive rebounds. He's a talent that really being the third banana behind Triple J and Joe Val for so long last year. And, and then even at the beginning of this year with them having him come off the bench, I don't think he's really truly shined. He's starting to do that. And you see his price is still reasonable enough that, you know, you can put a guy like that in there at that price and he can get you 40 plus uh, DFS points pretty easily. I mean, he's starting to get that 15 to 20 real points per game consistently. I just think he's a nice play. Minnesota's interior defense is bad. And uh, I think he fits really well at that price here. Um, I, I, you know, I wanted to start trending a little bit to DeAnthony Melton, but like you said, Tyus Jones is picking it up and that's, you're getting a split there, which is death sentence for those guys. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks on any given night, you know, I've had him when he's had 16 fantasy points and when he's been 7X. So he's inconsistent, his shot's inconsistent, and he's a bit of a risk for a cash game. And then, I, like I said, I think Joe Val's going backwards a bit. Um, as far as paying up for Cat, his price tag is massive. I know it's mainly a wrist injury, but the reason they sat him out is his wind isn't that good. He's not in top condition. So if you have a full-blown, ready, sharp, cat then all by all means this is a great payup spot but he's not he's probably what 75 percent and for that price tag there's too many other guys to pay up for in my opinion i don't trust d'angelo russell although again he's another guy that can smash on any given night and you know memphis's d is pretty solid so you know uh, i'm probably not gonna go uh, to any of the Minnesota guys. I would love to put Beasley in there, but he's so high overpriced. I've never, they never seem to drop the number on him. So, you know, really Brandon Clark is, is my key play here. And uh, I just don't see enough value to, to really run anywhere else. Okay. Excellent. Coach, I was just checking the news as we get ready for the Lakers OKC game here on our breakdown. I wanted to check in on Anthony Davis yeah. Uh, he's still questionable. I did see that Zion is now out. So we're mm -hmm. going to have to change our prep for that game here coming up with uh, the health protocols. So unfortunate situation oh, for the no. Pelicans to potentially be out with without Zion for a bit here. Jeez. But uh, with the Lakers OKC game, the other eight o'clock tip, AD is questionable and he has not played in a back to back this season. So I don't think he's going to play. You know, they just beat Houston easily last night, 117 to 100. They're playing OKC, who's 5-5. Five and five. And, you know, yes, they had that nice little string of wing wins, but they lost last night to San Antonio by 10. And now Horford's going to be out. So I think OKC's in big trouble here. I think the Lakers yeah. are going to win easily. Um, in terms of the rest of the news for these teams, I don't think I see anything else uh, other than Wes Matthews is still out. Do you have Correct. anything else on this game? No. I mean, of course, the Lakers questionable tags, which always screw everything up. 
I don't know how the NBA lets them get away with that. Just every single game, their key players are questionable. It just doesn't seem right. So um, with that being the setup, why don't you walk us through this one? Lakers and OKC. Well, the, the impressive thing is the Lakers have put the clamps down this last week, and they're now all the way up back in the first in defensive efficiency. They went, you know, they, they started leaking down there to eighth, and they've within a week taken over first again. So, you know, I, I sound like a broken record, and they've proven me wrong multiple times this year, but the Thunder just, I don't see it. I mean, they have Shea. Shea has to be in consideration or on our clipboard almost every night because he has now implanted himself in the top five in usage in the league, and it's not going to change. I mean, he really uh, controls the ball for that team, and they don't have much else. So, you know, but do you want to pay his price against the Lakers in a game that could blow out? I don't. I'm not going to go shade today. Um, Lakers are, are minus eight. It sounds like they baked in maybe AD sitting there. I think it would be more like 11 or so. Um, and it's only a 218 total, which is not conducive. The Thunder will try to lower possessions. That coach who is like the unknown coach of the league that no one can ever remember his name, that's, you know, that's come out of nowhere. I think he was Nick Nurse's top assistant, and he's done an incredible job. I mean, I just cannot believe how how he's got this team playing the level that they are with the, ta- the lack of talent. But I think, like you said, with Horford out, that just devastates them inside with any chance of – I mean, he's the only vet really out there. He and, and uh, Hill, you know, are that show some leadership. You know, you're going to let – don't laugh at me here, though – but I think you almost have to consider Baisley or Muscala for super value, maybe GPP plays, but without Horford in there, somebody has to rebound the ball. Dort's not going to get it. I mean, Dort is so undersized. It's amazing that he can do what he can do. So with Baisley and, and uh, Muscala, I never thought I'd be saying, <laughs> recommending these guys on here, but I think they get a decent amount of rebounds. They're going to have to play a lot of minutes with, you know, with the Lakers size with Gasol and and for God's sakes, Harrell and uh, and Davis, for goodness sakes, if he plays, which they probably don't need him this game. And I, I agree with you. I think it's more likely he sits than plays. But, you know, if you want to go super value here, you can go there. Um I'll tell you what, watching LeBron last night was amazing. Did you see the shot he hit in the in the corner where he turned yes. and faced the bench like Curry? I he's he's at his age and what he's how he's playing is just unimaginable. But you know, I I just I don't like the feel of this game because I think it blows out. And I know I hate calling all these blowouts, but I think this game blows out. I just I think they they put the clamps on Shea. People are gonna start doubling him and make somebody else beat him. You know, do you want to take a GPP shot on Diallo? I know he's had some solid games. Somebody's going to have to score some points for him, but I'm not I'm not crazy about uh, that entire group. And then for the Lakers, you know, in a blowout, they're going to get minutes. Uh, you know, I have a tremendous hatred for Taylor Horton Tucker right now for playing eight minutes and 21 seconds of the fourth quarter the whole time 
and in that time frame had three turnovers, two fouls, and a missed dunk. Now that's you know, it's gonna. He's below Danny Green on my list. Let's just say I'll, I'll put it right right between him and Michael Porter Jr. So <laughs> those guys can all fry for I'm concerned. But anyway, um, you know I. It's it just it, I don't like the feel of the game. I don't I think it blows out. I don't know how you trust the Lakers bench. Yeah, you can take a flyer on a Kuzma. He got tons of junk points yesterday or someone like that. But, you know, I this game is going to be a game that gets some ownership just because it's the Lakers. And, you know, I just I, this is going to be my my big pass game tonight, Andrew. OK. I'm likely to get a couple guys from this game as value, uh, depending on the news. And it's, okay. it's a bit of a prediction on how it's going to play out. We know that Horford is out. Last time he sat in a back-to-back was back on December 29th against Orlando, and Isaiah Roby started that game. Yes. I think there's a good chance they go that route again. If they do, Roby's going to be in play for me. I know it's not a great matchup, but I also think AD's going to sit. So I, I think he can... Uh, pay off his price tag if he starts. Muscala, Ooh. what's that? Oh, I'm I'm just I'm not a Roby guy. I yeah. mean I I followed him with the Legends. He was drafted by the Mavericks and traded for Patterson, who never even made the team. He's just he's a G League guy. But I get it. I mean you know like I said before, somebody's got to get the stats for them. Yeah, I like his athleticism, and it's a combination of his price and the opportunity to start and get decent minutes. And I'll then have Muscala. To hold my nose if I roster yeah, him, though. Right. <laughs> Muscala in play for me as a potential backup. Again, we'll see who starts. Then the other issue here is George Hill. He didn't play the last time they had a back to back. I haven't seen any news yet on him. But if he sits, then Diallo. Diallo might start, and maybe you go there. I don't love his price tag. You know, he would be a GPP option for me to consider. Uh, other than that, I'm looking more at the Lakers for value. I like Schroeder here. Uh, again, if AD is out, when he's out, he gets a little bump in usage. He does. Uh, he and Harrell. And the other thing with Harrell is that because it's a back-to-back, I think Gasol is going to play fewer minutes. So Harrell gets a bump. And those big guys, quote-unquote bigs, off yeah. the bench for OKC, I don't think they're going to stop Montrez Harrell. So I think he eats... With Schroeder, they play really well together. Schroeder back in his old stomping grounds here, so we may get a Good bit point. of the, the Jordan Clarkson effect from yesterday that we yes. that we played. So Schroeder and Harrell, I like, and Kuzma specifically on Fanduel. He's only thirty nine hundred. Yeah, he's fifty six hundred on DraftKings. Crazy. So for me, again, if AD's out, I like Kuzma as a value, uh, and then uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, don't on, make me don't make me swear on air here on DraftKings. <laughs> okay, only four thousand. And interesting that he's now he's a small forward there only. If he was so, four hundred, I wouldn't play. Yeah, that's well, all I'm gonna say. But I get your point. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think: phenomenally sharp points on Harold and Schroeder. You know, the narrative's there. I mean, it is his first game back in OKC, and I, you know, I know. He was with Atlanta before that, but he, you know, he played quite a bit for OKC in a big role and they never started him. They always brought him off the bench 
to add insult to injury. Now he's starting for the world champ Lakers. So, you know, he's got to want to stick it to him, but I love that. I think your hero play is super sharp too. All right, let's go to the next game. Pelicans and the Clippers. One of the 10 o'clock tips. And uh, like I mentioned, Zion is out for the Pelicans and Lonzo was already ruled out. Surprise. Yeah, Bledsoe's questionable with an eye issue, and Redick is probable. So a lot of shift in usage here and minutes and opportunities for the Pelicans. On the Clippers' side, we've got Zubats questionable with an abdominal issue. This is a, a 218 total. Clippers favored by 7.5 on BetUS. I think that number is probably going to change here before the end of the show with, with Zion out. Um. The, the big news for me is Bledsoe. If he sits and Lonzo's already out, then it's Nikhil Alexander-Walker time. Ta- you talking it. about, you know, if he's you in the starting lineup. stole my thunder. You stole yeah. my thunder. Well, hey, we're on the same page. Well, <laughs> anytime you get a $3,000 Nikhil Alexander-Walker and he's starting, you know, it's, it's all systems go. Yeah, he's going to deal with Pat Beverly, but with all those injuries, he's going to get lots of minutes and, and opportunities. So I, I like him. And, you know, Brandon Ingram is expensive, but with Zion out, I might look there a little bit more. Uh, again, tough matchup defensively. You know, even though the Clippers are 25th on the season in, in efficiency, he's still going to be dealing with, with Paul George and Kawhi out there. So right. uh, it'll, be, it'll be a challenge for him. And then we'll, we'll see about the lineup. A guy like Hart could come into play at 4,400 on FanDuel. Um, I'm also interested on on the Clippers side here with a a well-rested team. Kawhi Leonard in the $9,000 range. I I like the spot for him. Paul George, similar, a little bit cheaper. You could go there. Pat Beverly, very cheap on FanDuel as a point guard at at $4,000. But this is, you know, a lot of news here to follow. But I I probably will have Alexander Walker. And I, I may go with Kawhi and or Paul George tonight. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, this is an interesting game. I mean, it's the the most stunning stat of all stats this year is are the Clippers being 25th out of 30 teams in defensive efficiency with the tank, the guys that we've named. You know, they have four first team all defensive players on that team. It makes no sense. So, would love to hear what the coach has to say about that. But you know, it's it's odd. New Orleans, uh, on the other hand, is is fifth in in defense. Uh, so, you know, you got to respect that. The problem here, Andrew is 24th and 27th in pace, which doesn't make you feel comfortable. And that 218 number is pretty low. You know, the Clippers could blow them out at home without Zion playing and Lonzo. So, you know, that's, that comes into play here. And I, I know it's, you know, I knew the theme was going to be potential for some blowouts tonight. And, you know, we got to call it like we see it. You know, and you know the Clippers don't extend Kawhi's and George's minutes in the fourth quarters ever when they're blowing somebody out. So I don't want to pay up there. I'll tell you the guys that I like from this game. If, uh, you know, if the Bledsoe's ruled out, for sure, I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker's the best uh, value play of the day, best uh, best guy to roster to help make your, your team work salary-wise because – even though he's young and he's he's a bench guy, when he's in there, his usage is high. He likes to shoot the ball. <clears throat> he's not shy a bit. 
and I think he, he'd be a fantastic play. The guy I love for this game <clears throat> and the payup that I'm going to make is Brandon Ingram. I think without Zion, Ingram's usage, well, I don't think, I know it from looking it up, is <clears throat> Ingram's uh, usage jumps. You know, it jumps six points, which is a lot. And then if you have Lonzo off the floor, it, it moves even further. So I love Ingram in this matchup. I'm not afraid of the defense of Kawhi and, and uh, George because they just haven't shown that they're really focused and working as a team uh, defensively as a unit. So I love Ingram in the game. He's one of my favorite plays on the night. And, uh, you know, I'd like to try to get Walker at a, at a discount. And then, you know, really on the Clippers side, you know, once you get past Kawhi and George, there's just a lot of risk because of all the rotation of their other guys. And with Zubots being, you know, questionable. I mean, the only guy that I would would suggest at this point, because his price is still decent, is Ibaka. I know that his minutes have been a little bit uh, up and down, but, you know, he's the kind of guy that can easily throw 40 fantasy points if he gets enough run. And it looks like he may get a little bit of extra and not have to deal with the bulk of Zion in there, you know, to get him in foul trouble. So, you know, I like this game a little bit more than you'd expect. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, hold my breath and hope it doesn't blow out. All right. Well, the last game is is somewhat similar in that. We, we... I don't want to interrupt you, but before we get to that last game, sure. Uh, let's do let's let's run our golden voice real quick here from our betus.com.pa offer. And, uh, you know, rather than us speaking it to you, we're going to let you listen to this guy's wonderful baritone voice. So check out the, the offer we have right now from betus.com.pa. Welcome back. And thank you to BetUS for extending that offer to our listeners. So jump in here while you can, 149. Use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word. Then send us a message on Twitter that you've done that, at DFS Coach Talk. We'll send you an email, get you into our Discord. If you're not into the sports betting and you just want membership with us and focus on DFS, then you can do that. Just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. You can still do that 149 and you'll still get the membership all the way until April 1st. So you save on the monthly rate by doing that and you'll get access to all of our sports. We give out a full FanDuel cash lineup, GPP lineup, uh, every slate, the DraftKings coaches clipboard. And we do that for football, golf, and baseball as well. So and don't love to have my you. Yahoo. And Yahoo. And Yahoo. <laughs> How could I forget? So uh, jump in uh, jump in with us. We'd love to have you. Uh, and if there's any questions, just let us know uh, on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, Coach. Now we get to this exciting last game. Portland and Sacramento. 236 total on BetUS. By far the highest of the night. Portland three and a half point favorites here on the road. Injury news, we've got Nurkic questionable with the quad that forced him to leave the last game. Lillard listed probable with a, a dinged-up ankle. And on the Sacramento side, Holmes and Heald are both listed as probable with ankle issues. So lots of exciting possibilities here with this high total. Who do you like? Well, I, you know, you've, I think you got to have some exposure here. I mean, you just have to. The, I mean, it's 10 points higher than any other number on the board. You know, the, the spread is close enough. You've got uh, two bad defensive teams, 23rd and last for Sacramento. And you have two top 10 pace teams, 7th and ninth. 
I mean, all of those stars align for this being a smash game. And, you know, for me right now at this point, you know, I'm considering buying up either for Luca or Durant and then Ingram, but that's it. I've got some money that I've saved up for this game and I want to use it. Um, the, the big decision I have right now is I am completely 50-50 split on whether to take Lillard or McCollum because McCollum's a little bit cheaper and he's been outscoring Lillard pretty consistently. He's been just in a zone. So, I mean, they're both playable. I, you can't afford both, really. I mean, you could if you want to build a different type of lineup, but I think you got to make a decision there uh, that makes sense. If uh, Nurkic sits, I think Canner's an obvious center play because if he plays 25 to 28 minutes, we all know he's like a 1.4 points per minute DFS player. He's just, when he's out there, he does it. He gives up 1.7 probably, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that doesn't matter to us. So, no. um, so Canner's obviously in play as well. So that combination of the two guys on the one side, I like a lot. And then on the Sacramento side, you know, I think Holmes is going to play. He's probable. And, you know, Canner can't defend. Again, this has to do with the Nurkic news, though. I think it elevates Holmes to a plug-and-play kind of guy for me if uh, if Nurkic is sitting. Um, you know, I'd like to also go with a secondary guy there, uh, whether it, you know, be Harrison Barnes has been steady. I know he's all over the place sometimes, but... Portland's not exactly, you know, really getting after it. So I want to consider him a little bit. And then the last guy on the Portland side, you know, we've been beating a drum for Covington to turn it around, turn it around, turn it around. And he's shown some signs of that. And his price is still good. So I think he's still in play here. So I have no problem coming out of this game with four guys. I think it may be necessary just because you're going to have just a plethora of DFS points available that some of these other games aren't going to produce. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting finish to the night. Uh, again, if Nurkic is out, then Cantor, like you said, I mean, he's been paying off value in like 16 to 18 minutes. I know. So give him 24 and, and watch out. Uh, I'm also interested in Holmes, like you said, if he gets to play against Cantor. So we're on the same page there. Um, with the guards, you know, it does feel like there are so many reasons and so much data to, to lean towards CJ McCollum here, but it's just so hard to, to pick him over Lillard. But I, I, you know, I probably will. It's close. Uh, he, he just dominated these guys on Saturday. He scored he 37 did. points against them and, and Lillard struggled. You know, CJ's just been on fire. I just, I don't like investing so much in him, but he's been more consistent this year than ever. So he has, I mean, it, it's, you know, we all know the old Dane time thing, and that can just go bonkers at any moment. I'll tell you, you know, it, it might not be the end of the world if you if you pass on an in, in Ingram or something, and you put both guards from Portland in. I mean, they may they both make uh, you know make their number all the time. I mean, I don't remember the last time McCollum was at least six x, and Lillard's been up and down. But if you hit his game where he decides he's going to, you know point to his wrist and drop 40 real points that can happen at any time. So, you know, I don't, maybe it's not out of the question to stack those two. What do you think? Is that crazy? It's possible. I'll have to study it a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I want to play Lucas so much that that would make it almost impossible. Makes it tough. Yeah. Zach is last in defense though. Yep. 
Yep. No, you could, and you could build a full game stack here, especially for a GPP. You know, Sacramento is a great candidate for something like that. We yeah. saw that game against Indiana. That was a terrific game to stack. One thirties, wasn't it? Or, yeah, you know, 127, 122, something like that. Really yeah. high scoring and close. Uh, their bad defense and pace, like you said. I mean, two top 10 teams in pace, bottom seven in defense, and they're both above average in offensive efficiency. It's just yeah. and a close perfect spread. setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one more reason to join us in Discord to see how the final lineups shake out. Perhaps the GPP lineup tonight will be a game stack here. We're going to follow the news uh, up until the very last minute, like we always do, with the help of our members who are always sharing uh, relevant information that they find on the Internet as well. So it's a lot of fun that we have building towards tip off on each of these NBA slates with so much news and so many moving parts. So uh, we appreciate all of your support. If you could on YouTube, just hit quickly hit that like button, subscribe, hit the alert button. Uh, these are free free podcasts in front of the paywall. Uh, we enjoy bringing them to you, but appreciate that. And then what you'll get there is you'll get the notification when the podcast posts. They usually are uh, midday here um, during the week. So um, on the East Coast, very early afternoon is the, the typical schedule there. Uh, you also will get our other podcasts. We've got some NFL podcasts going up here probably tomorrow for the weekend games. PGA podcast already posted. If you haven't had a chance, check that out before golf starts tomorrow. Coach, any final thoughts? Yeah, just real quickly, you know, our one big ask every show, if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and also uh, hit the alert button. Uh, that is going to be a big thing uh, for us. It really helps us out, and we appreciate that. Again, we keep this seven days a week in front of the paywall, so that, that thumbs up, subscribe, and hitting that alert button is huge. We have the contest going on through the start of the games this evening. And then our man, Joe Stant, will be announcing the, if you uh, like the tweet, it's pinned in our, our uh, Twitter. If you like it and retweet it and, and are subscribed to us or do subscribe to us on YouTube, you qualify for that one week drawing, which, you know, we had uh, someone come in on this last contest. It was, was it Mark? Brad? Yeah, I think it was Brad. Mark. I Oh, sorry, we have a dog uh, deciding to join the party. But Br Brad was a uh, first-timer that – I'm sorry for all this. This He's cheering us through. Chance, come here, Mr. – come here. I'll, I'll finish it up. I'll okay, you finish, finish it, up it up with so, our yeah. – uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that, that was Mark. Um, so, uh, you know, he's now joined – Oh, I got to so say hello to Gator Bait 1993. He joined today, and I love the guy already. We're doing a one-on-one, -on -one, so. Excellent, yeah. Uh, that's one thing we do with new members is we do one-on-one -on -one, uh, conferences to try to help you with your contest selection and bankroll management. But uh, just go to you, uh, go to see us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk to retweet that tweet and be entered in that drawing for our free week membership. All right. Uh, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>